Sammy, Maddie, Emma, and Allie. And this is The Big Sister Podcast. Welcome everyone to this episode of the Big Sister Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about how to stay in love. So I'm excited about this topic. It's a topic I spend a lot of my free time on actually just thinking about and um, reading stuff, especially by uh, Dr. John Gottman. He's like the relationship king researcher. He's my favorite. Yeah, I like him a lot. So... And I think it's really cool to have this group together talking about it because Sammy's engaged. Emma, you're not quite an, a newlywed because you've been married for a year now, right? So Yeah. Newish. We and can still count it. I'm still pretty new too, but we have two kids. And and then Allie is, is starting to get seasoned. I'm old, everybody. <laughs> That was a very that was a very diplomatic way to say that, Maddie. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I was talking about the age of your marriage, but seasoned yeah. like a good cast iron skillet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not far behind, so. Um. So I wanted to start off by asking everyone, "What is love?" What is love? Baby, yep. don't hurt me. <laughs> That's exactly what came to my mind, too. <laughs> it's like, does that song answer that question? I don't think so. Don't hurt me. No more. <laughs> yeah. There you go. That's love. There you yeah. go. That's it. Just Amen. don't hurt me. Okay, so and I guess we can also tack the question on what does it mean to be in love? Because we're specifically talking about romantic love in this yeah. episode. Let's have Sammy start because she's engaged. Oh. <laughs> You can think about it. I can give you okay. some time. Okay. That's like it. I mean, that should be an easy question, but... I know. It feels really, like, loaded. I know. I'm like, do I have the answer to this? <laughs> here's, here's the thing. is, I feel like you can talk yourself into loving anything. Like, it's... I, I don't know. This might derail the conversation a little bit. But, like, I fully believe that you can talk yourself into love, whether it's with a person, with a thing, like... Like brainwash yourself? Yeah, almost. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that counts as, like, true love. But, like, if it's, like, mutual, true um, love that you're in with another person, I think it, like, is complete acceptance of the other person for who they are and where that they're at. But you should both be helping each other continually get better, continually improve. I like that. Very wise. Okay, I'll take a crack at this. <laughs> so I think love is 
like an unconditional it's like caring but like deeper and like compassion and empathy but deeper I don't have a good way to say that but <laughs> like you know how you know how sometimes at the end of the day with your significant other you're just like done or with your kids you're just done and you're like I love you but I don't like you right now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh Like that love never goes away. And you know, I guess to me, what does it mean to be in love? At the end of the day, like no matter if it's been a great day or an awful day, I know that Andy will always be there and our relationship will always be his priority and I trust him. So I guess that's what love is to me, trust. I think for me, it's kind of along the lines of what Sammy was saying, you know, like it's acceptance, you know, like finding a person, meeting a person, like knowing all of their faults, all of their strengths and just accepting it and, you know, willing to either help them with it, work on it or, you know, just accept who they are and I don't know, like mutual respect Um, I don't know when I think of like love it's like I think of like best friends you know (laughs) like you're not the same person like you can have like completely different personalities but you still just like mesh really well and for some reason like nobody really knows how but you just mesh like really really well and it just works there's there's your love walking by. There's your love. She's cleaning your bathrooms. Uh-huh. Oh, so sweet. I know. Oh, so I cute. <laughs> I like that a lot. I think it's kind of hard to define because yeah. a definition is kind of like a static thing. But love is never static. Like it isn't always the same from like person mm. to person, relationship to relationship. Like it's different things and has different aspects to it. For everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's always growing and changing. I love yeah. that. I love yeah. that you brought that up. I think some really important things that everyone brought up, Allie brought up trust. I don't think romantic love can exist without trust. Like it just, it can't. Mm-hmm. And then Emma brought up respect. Same thing. Like if you don't respect someone, then your romance is not going to work out. And then how Sammy, you just said, it's, it's not stagnant. So your love is either growing or it's dying. Like Mm -hmm. that's how, that's how it works. It's how any relationship works. Um, I had a professor, uh, at Utah state in one of my communications classes. It wasn't him. He was actually referencing a professor that he had when he was going through school, but he said this professor would always refer to relationships as like a child. And so she would be like, are you nurturing your relationship child? <laughs> and like taking care of it, which is kind of like a, a weird way to, to think about it. But like that's a very visual way of understanding what love is. Like it is a living thing that you have to take care of in order for it to flourish and grow. Yeah, so true. I don't think it always bothers me when people are like, oh, well, we just fell out of love. Like, that's not a thing. No. That's, to me, that's not a thing. Yeah. Because I don't, like, yeah, of course, if you just, like, don't keep in contact with a friend, you're not going to be their friend anymore. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you just live a parallel life with somebody, of course you're not going to be in love anymore. You can't just like, I feel like the word falling in love is ridiculous. Like, like you don't fall in love. You choose. Right. You, like you, you become interested, you test the waters, like you put in some work, you see if it's reciprocated, right? Like it's not, you don't just like stumble yeah. on love. And then, and then you don't wake up one day, like you stumbled out of it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, no. It's not like a walk in the woods. Yeah. 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 Well, and with that, like, I don't believe that there's like one specific person for everybody, you know, like you can fall in love with anybody, you know, cause it's just work. It really is like, you're just putting in effort to with whoever like you choose. And it's not just like, Oh, you have like that one person and like, it's just easy with them. And they're just like that one person for you because somebody can find someone and they're like their soulmate, but then neither one of them are working at it and they can just yeah. completely fall apart. Andy and I were talking about this the other day and we came to the conclusion that it's kind of like a job, right? Like your, your marriage could be compared to a job. You could get any job mm-hmm. and learn how to be good at any job. That doesn't mean you like going to work every day or that the work is worth your time. Like sometimes you just chose the wrong job and maybe yeah. you just chose the wrong relationship. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. to me, a good relationship means that it's like a job that you love. Like, yes, it's work, but you love the work. You're excited to be there. You're happy to do it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I think that's a really good point because like, like I said earlier, like you can love anyone. Like, I don't think it really is a like thing that's up to something divine or anything like that. Like you, you can love anyone, but it's really important that like, you said like you like doing the same things together like you're combative combative compatible Compatible. (laughs) i was like not compatible (laughs) (laughs) but you need to be compatible with that person for it to work true and they also have to put in work on their end Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, so Dr. Gottman talks about, I think it's called sliding door moments. Um, And basically, in a relationship, you and your partner are going to be bidding for each other's attention. And um, missing those moments erodes trust. And paying attention to those moments is going to build trust. So an example that he gave is that he was really into this book he was reading and his wife was in the bathroom and she was brushing her teeth and she looked really sad and he was hurrying in to brush his teeth and then he was going to go back to his book. But then he saw his wife in the mirror and he saw that she looked really sad. So like that's a bid for his attention because she's clearly showing that she's upset And so, you know, he has two choices there. He can run back to his book, which would erode their trust in their relationship. And that's not what he chose to do because he's a relationship expert and researcher. (laughs) So instead, he picked up a brush and he started brushing her hair and he he asked her, you know, what was wrong and and listened to her. That's so cute. That's really cute. I think I would be very alarmed if Andy started brushing my hair. (laughs) What are you doing? (laughs) 
Yeah, well, an example from, like, in my relationship is, I think it was, like, two nights ago, I think Jacob had a bunch of friends that were on playing video games, and he's like, what's your plan for the night? And I was like, I don't have a plan. It's like, I was going to watch a movie, and I was like, it's okay, I can watch it by myself, it's fine. And he was he was like, that sounds so sad. <laughs> and I was like, it's not sad, but anyways, so he, <clears throat> and he didn't go play games, he watched the whole movie with me. And then went and played his game or whatever it was that he wanted to do. Or I don't even know if he played games that night. So, like, that was, like, that really wouldn't have, like, offended me. Like, I wouldn't have been deeply offended if he had just gone and played video games. But I feel like that was a moment where he built trust. Because, mm-hmm. because like, I watched, um, it's, like, on Netflix with, I can't remember the actor's name. But it's, like, a very much like a me movie. Like, not a movie. I mean, Jacob was fine with it. But, yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah. so. So there's like little moments like that all the time or like, you know, maybe you're upset with your partner and then they like try and reach out and give you a hug. If you turn away, that's going to erode trust where you could mm-hmm. choose to give them a hug, you know, things like that. Um, but he did say, I'm pretty sure I should like print this out so I can be accurate. It's fine if people fact check me, but I'm <laughs> I'm pretty sure he said that you don't have to be perfect at it to have a good relationship because that would be impossible. I'm sure you don't. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Just, you need to be, um, better than you, like you need to do it more often than not. Mm -hmm. I love that. Cause Riley, Riley is super good at doing that. Like he's always very, um, like conscious of how I feel or like if something's bothering me and, if he can tell, he's very good at also reading when something bothers me. I can't hide anything from him. So, um, but he'll like always like talk to me about it or talk to me about how I'm feeling, even like though most of the time I'm like, it's fine. And like, I probably will be fine. Like if I don't talk about it, I'm not going to die. Like, um, but he's very good about just like helping me share how I'm feeling or like always taking the time to talk to me. And a lot of the time, since we're not married yet, it's like either on the way home or whatever. And so he's talking to me for like 30 minutes in front of our house. And he has to get up the next day to go to work at like 5am. But he's like a half hour of sleep doesn't matter to me. Like I want to make sure you're okay. And so that he's just he's really good about doing stuff like that. And I think it's something that I can work on on my part. Let's talk about that. Uh, sentence that we all like to use. I, it's fine. I'm fine. <laughs> it's fine. I'm fine. <laughs> My favorite one. You know right? that, that meme when a woman says it's fine, it's not fine. It's never fine. <laughs> yeah. It's never fine. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think, you know, Sammy said you, you she wasn't, she's not going to die. Like she will be fine. But I think that that's what happens like in marriages that, that erode is like we say it's fine when it's not. Like, Mm -hmm. it's those little things that build, you know, like, we want our marriage to last, like, our lifetime, right? So, if you want it to last, then you can't put those little cracks in it. Yeah. So, if you're, like, annoyed about something, right, and your partner says, what's wrong? And you say, it's fine. Are you saying it's fine because it's something you're consciously trying to not be bothered about because it's inconsequential, like not putting all the throw pillows on the bed. <laughs> um, example. <laughs> <in all my life. laughs> 
<laughs> which truly is inconsequential because let's be honest, I'm not going to make the bed. So if Andy makes the bed and there are no throw pillows on it, who am I to be annoyed? Yeah. <laughs> so are you saying it's fine because it's something that you know you don't need to address or are you saying it's fine because you're avoiding yes. addressing something? So I think there's a balance between addressing things and also just realizing like what most things really just don't matter that much. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to let a lot of stuff go because that way when you do actually have a concern that's really not fine, your partner is willing and receptive to discuss it with you because you don't have a history of nitpicking. Like, inco- yeah, like right. nitpicking inconsequential behavior. Yeah, you have to pick the battles. That's huge. I love that you brought that up because I think r- relationships can erode much quicker if you're constantly like being upset or like your partner doesn't feel like they're good enough for you because you're like, well, this is bugging me and this is bugging me and you should do this better. And like, that is, that's going to destroy your relationship faster than just saying it's fine. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And like too, it's not even like doing that. Um, I mean, not like going over every single problem, but like when you have talks like that, where like if something is bothering you it doesn't even have to be about your partner just like if something in your life like something someone said is bothering you those talks that you have builds trust in your relationship a lot but also doing it too much like you're talking about like nitpicking can also be like eroding so it's a hard balance but it's important to find I think it goes along well with our episode when we talk about like finding your voice. Like you have to figure out, okay, does this really matter to me or is it not important? Okay. So the next question I had is, do you worry about keeping your love alive or that you won't like each other in the future? I know Sammy probably does not think that at all at this point. (laughs) So I used to worry about this a lot when I was first married. But now I don't really worry about it anymore because I feel like I have more confidence in our relationship and we have a lot more trust. And also we just really like doing stuff together and we make great efforts to do things together, like go on date nights and go on trips and do things that really fortify our relationship because... I can't imagine anything worse than waking up in like 20 years after all my kids are grown up and like not knowing my spouse or myself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like my biggest nightmare. Yeah. So I think it's important to check in with yourself and Mm -hmm. in your relationship and be like, okay, is this looking how I want it to look? Is this where I think it should be? How can I improve myself to make this better? Because we only can control ourselves. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't think I've ever, I don't know. I, I haven't been married for that long. So I don't feel like I worry about like keeping my love alive yet because we just, I don't know. Like we, I feel like we keep it alive pretty well. Like we just, our motto is like, just have fun all the time. And that's just what we do. Like <laughs> constantly, like we, it's so important to have fun. It is. Yeah, yeah. We like, neither one of us really take anything super seriously. And I think that is like a huge 
thing that's helped us a lot. And I don't even, I don't know how to like explain it or anything, but it's just, yeah, I don't really worry about it because we just have fun with each other and that's like our main goal. That's awesome. Well, it's like, why do you like hanging out with friends? Because you have fun. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, it was like a year ago when Jacob was like, we were having like one of our talks and he's like, you just need to take life less seriously. And I was like, oh, that's so true. (laughs) (laughs) It was like mind blowing, like one sentence. And then I was like, yeah, that's, that's true. He got me. (laughs) That's so funny. That's funny. It's hard. It's hard to forget. It's hard to remember to have fun sometimes. Like, Mm -hmm. especially I feel like right now for me, it's kind of hard to like take breaks and like have fun because I'm doing school. I'm planning a wedding. I also work like, well, I guess right now it's part time because I started school, but like, I feel like there's so many things like demanding me, Mm -hmm. demanding attention for me that it's like, I have to remember like, it's okay. Like, if you take a break from your homework for like 30 minutes to watch a show or something like that, mm-hmm. you know, it's not super fun, but yeah. yeah, I think too, and correct me if this is an in- incorrect assumption. Um, I-, I think often women maybe feel like they, they take on the responsibility of like management of things themselves. And then men get this bad rap for being like, not serious, like not taking life seriously or, or maybe like being irresponsible with stuff sometimes. Mm-hmm. And cause you know how in movies and maybe this is just pop culture, but you know how in movies it's always like the dad is the fun one and the goofy one. And like the mom enforces <laughs> the rules and all that kind yeah. of stuff. Or like the dad is the idiot and the mom is the competent one. Do you know, is that yeah. accurate? Yeah. Um, so, so I think that that's like not true and also just don't take that role on like if you married your spouse you obviously feel like they're capable of functioning as a human so like <laughs> let them be responsible for stuff trust them to get stuff done um if it's something very serious obviously be like look um i don't know how to take care of this car insurance claim that's on you and it needs to be done by this date mm-hmm. and i'm not your mom and I'm not your teacher. So <laughs> get it done and I won't check in again. I expect like this is part of life, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then I feel like that would just free you up so much to not be so worried. At least that's mm-hmm. been my experience is totally. like, it was all of my insecurities about like micromanaging Andy that kept me from, that kept me like so serious and like not lighthearted about stuff. And once I could let those go, um, and just trust that he was a responsible person because he obviously is. <laughs> like, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so much like life is so much more fun. There's just mm-hmm. so much less to worry about. Like it is not your job to be the serious one all the time. And, and if it is, and if your spouse thinks it is, then maybe that's something to visit together. Have you guys seen that video? Uh, it's called, it's not about the nail. Yes. Yes. <laughs> no, I don't Yes. Oh my okay. gosh. Emma. Go watch it. I need to watch yeah. it. It's it's not quite like on the same track, but kind of. So we'll link to it. It's funny. This okay. woman, There's essentially, this woman, all my sweaters. Essentially, this woman has a nail sticking out of her forehead or or her body. Is it her? It's her forehead. forehead. It's a forehead. Yeah. 
like like bleeding, like profi- like oh. nails sticking out of her, like profusely bleeding. And she's okay. talking to her spouse about all the problems that this nail like has caused. And he keeps trying to be like, let's take it out. Like, let's get, let's <laughs> solve it. And she's just like, it's not about the nail. I'm really sad about the holes in my sweater. And he is just like, I don't even know what to do right now. <laughs> it's, it's so funny. funny. I have to watch it. Funny and very relatable. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so the next thing I wanted to talk about, Allie kind of addressed this a little bit, but I think one of the most important things in keeping keeping your love alive, keeping romance in your marriage is being intentional. And Jacob and I have gotten better at this, but honestly, in the beginning of our relationship, we were not very intentional. And now we are like, getting really good at it because we're like oh it's actually it actually is really important to like remember special occasions and make them special and I mean we still did kind of but we it, it just wasn't as intentional as it could have been so this year we started doing weekly date nights and that's been like huge for our relationship and helping it grow and and having fun and being closer so that's one way that that we're intentional is we have a date night well we'll have to get back in the habit because I've been like We've been kind of on vacation for almost like two months, not two months, for like a month. But we've done it consistently for a long time, date night every week. I like that. That's like one of my my goals because, I mean, like we don't have like kids or anything like big to like plan around, you know, just like our jobs. Joe just started school again. Um, and so we just like randomly be like, oh, we have nothing to do tonight. Cool. Let's go to a movie or let's run and go get dinner really quick. And like, that's totally fine. But I want like a, you know, like a set time because we are getting busier and we've like, I don't, we haven't gone on a date in like probably two, three weeks now. Mm -hmm. And I just realized that and I was like, oh, well, we should probably like set a specific time and like plan around it, make sure like it actually happens because I feel like when we do that, like it just makes both of us like feel special and feel like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, seen in our relationship and important. Yeah. I agree. Well, a big issue that I had too was like, I was just bothered that I felt like Jacob never planned anything, which is not true. Never, you know, it's a bad word (laughs) to use, but I felt like he didn't plan anything. And so then when we started day nights, like I plan one week, then he plans the next week. So it's every other week. And then it's also like more fun because you each have, have to plan it. And so like, you know, as you get more creative then they get more creative and, and you plan fun things so Mm -hmm. yeah I like that that's a good idea yeah and we don't we don't go out like we haven't gone out in a long time (laughs) because Mm -hmm. of COVID and stuff and when we moved here we just we didn't want to we didn't know enough people to like have a consistent babysitter so all of our dates have been at home this whole year I love it (laughs) (laughs) and it's still tons of fun so yeah do you guys have anything to add, Allie or Sammy, on being intentional in your relationship? Yes. I am a big believer in planning trips with your spouse. And these do not have to be expensive at all. Mm-hmm. You can do trips for next to nothing um, if you're willing to camp or stay in a really cheap hotel. <laughs> so, <laughs> and they don't have to be long. They can be like three days. 
But I think this has been one of the best things that Andy and I have done for our relationship because it does a few things for you. It gives you time alone together, like extended time alone together, um, which is important because you can fake anything for like an hour. But if you're going for like three days alone with your spouse, (laughs) you're going to have to figure out stuff to talk about. Mm -hmm. And um, then another thing we do on our trips is our ground rules are no gossiping and no talking about work unless it's absolutely necessary. So, or, or like a, not like whining about work. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that, (laughs) that takes away a lot of the things that are easy to talk about. And it forces you to talk about either, I don't know, anything like things with your relationship, things you're liking books, um, we usually drive on our trips, like go, like, so we'll drive somewhere far away. And so we will, um, look up facts about the place that we're driving through. And then just like, it's a good way to start conversations. Like if it was a mining town, then that sparks a conversation. So I think trips are so important because it gives you like extended amounts of time to talk and get to know your spouse. And that's how you get to know someone. And that's how you stay like in a good relationship with that person is by Mm -hmm. spending time with them. Mm -hmm. Also, um, it's a great way to strengthen your relationship because you're going to run into problems on the trip. You'll have to problem solve together. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like uh, we were the last little trip we went on was to pick up Usually they also involve picking up vehicles or trips, (laughs) (laughs) like the short, the short ones. So we were in Idaho picking up a um, Chevy Blazer and there were multiple, (laughs) multiple issues (laughs) picking up the car and um, it took us like a couple hours to get on the road and then the drive home was a little stressful. And as we're driving home, I'm like, I asked Andy, how do you think this would have gone? like in our first year of marriage. And he was like, I'd be pissed and you'd be crying. (laughs) (laughs) So, but we had a great, like, it was so fun. Nothing went right with picking up that car, but it was fun. Like we had a fun time. We laughed about it. Like as we were in the moment, I mean, like little things were stressful, but neither of us were like losing our mind, but it's because we have a lot of practice. Like in those situations. So mm-hmm. that is the end of my testimonial about taking trips with your spouse. I think it's <laughs> important. And I think you both have to plan them. You both have to absolutely together. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I don't know, like just, and just relax, just go and have fun and relax and do something crazy and spontaneous because I think that's all important for strengthening your relationship. Totally. Because mm-hmm. even though Riley and I aren't married yet, we still spend almost like every day together. <laughs> um, and so a lot of the times we like get caught up in either like running errands for ourselves or other people or like wedding planning. Like it's never like just like we spend time together without thinking about any of that stuff. And so recently we've been um, – we've been doing the date night once a week, Maddie. So like every Friday night is like our date night. And Mm -hmm. like, it doesn't even, it doesn't have to be anything big at all. Like one week 
I think we went to Target and like looked at Target for a little bit and then we went to one of our houses and we like bought candy and pop popcorn and we watched a movie we both wanted to watch and so like I don't know it's not even anything that different than like we've done but like just the fact that like we made it like our date night and we made it intentional yeah that makes it special and like we can talk in ways that like we don't normally just talk if we're like running errands and things like that like kind of how Ali was saying like we didn't talk about work or school or things like that we like actually talk to each other even just calling it date night makes it more fun. I don't yeah, know why. It does. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like offices now, like work, like companies, their big things are like team building exercises. Why do you yeah. think that is? Because research backs up those kinds of experiences, building relationships. So you should yeah. do the same thing with your spouse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that. Okay. I think we covered being intentional pretty well. Um, so just the last, the last point that we're going to talk about is communicating often, which we've kind of brought up with being intentional. You know, the reason you go on dates and trips is so that you can have opportunities to communicate with your spouse. But I think one of the biggest things that we all need to improve on, not, I can't speak for anyone but myself, but like, I feel like it's very common for women to get upset about something and not tell their spouse or to want something and not tell their spouse. Like, oh, I've always wanted my husband to take me to dinner at this specific restaurant and then just being mad that he never has. And he can't but, mind read that you want yeah, to go there. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, but we, we do that sometimes. Like, and I don't know what it is if you just don't like think about it or – or what it is, but if you want something, tell your spouse. I think it was it's either like this past year or the year before, I just started telling Jacob what I wanted, and he's like more than willing to do it. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, this is so nice. Like, all I had to do was ask. It's true. And I think sometimes we want, we, sh- we, we think like, they should just know, or they should just do that for me, or things like that. But yeah. But, but like, do you just, yeah. Like, I, yeah. Can you like readily anticipate your spouse's needs and wants and desires? I don't think so. <laughs> no. <laughs> you're, you're not the queen of all the land and there haven't <laughs> been proclamations sent out to everybody dictating your wills and desires and deepest dreams. So you're right. going to have to say them out loud to your spouse mm-hmm. <laughs> and make it 110% clear for my birthday, I want you to make a reservation at Lunone and take me there. Yep. <laughs> yep. And then you'll get what you want and it'll be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not making the reservation, but I expect you to. <laughs> yes. <Yeah>. It just <laughs> simplifies things so much when you can just say, just say what you mean. Mm-hmm. Say what you mean. Yes. Say it kindly. And also don't come at it. And like, obviously they're, I mean, I feel like 10 years, being married for 10 years is a long time, but I don't know what it feels like to be married for 50 years. So there might be like a lot of history if you've been married longer. But for me, at least, like, don't, don't come at things defensively. I probably for the most part, like, obviously this is discounting abusive relationships. If your spouse truly loves you and is invested in your relationship, they are probably not trying to hurt you intentionally. 
<laughs> or, right. or, or ignore you intentionally or, or do the opposite of what you want them to do intentionally. Like their motives are probably good. So if you can come at it with like, hey, I don't know if you realize this, but blah, blah, blah. I want you to do this. Or can you help me? I, need, I really need help in this area. And I feel like it's apparent but I'm just communicating this to you so that you know I need to do the dishes if I'm putting kids to bed, right? Like things like that just mm-hmm. take away so much resentment, so mm-hmm. many issues if you can just come at it from a calm, neutral place. Yeah, and ask your spouse questions. Like like tonight, um, I was really tired all day. And so after dinner, Jacob's like, do you want to take the kids up to a bath or do you want me to do it? And I was like, mm, I want you to do it tonight. <laughs> so he took the kids up for a bath and then I cleaned the kitchen, which is usually what he does. Um, and so just, it's okay to ask questions, to clarify, like you don't have yeah. to be all knowing. And say what you mean. You yes. can't say right. that you'll take the kids up for a bath and then be pissed about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> True. Right. Say what you mean and mean what you say. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. I don't know why Amen. That, I don't know why I don't know why that happens sometimes. And I'm guilty of that, which is why I'm oh, making such a big me deal too. of this. Yeah. Is because I'll be like Yeah, same. No, it's it's fine. It's fine. It's yes. Fine. It's, fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It's never fine. It's never fine. <laughs> never believe your wife if she says it's fine. It's Andy a lie. Always ask more questions. Candy always grabs my shoulders. Always, every time I say it's fine, grabs my shoulders. It's not fine. What do you want me to do? What do you want? And most of the time I'm saying it's fine because I'm like overloaded and I don't even know what I want. And so I'll yes. just be like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> He'll be like, okay, go <laughs> sit down and decide. <laughs> that is that is so true. That happens a lot to me. I say it's fine and it's not because I just don't even, I can't even unravel all the thoughts in my brain to figure out what the problem is or what I need. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell Andy sometimes, I'm really mad right now and I'm not really sure why. I'm just giving you fair warning <laughs> <laughs> that I'm real mad. So... So if you want to go hide, feel free. Yeah. <laughs> but take the kids with you for their safety. Oh, my yeah. God. Or I'll be like, I'm going to nap or someone's going to lose a limb. So. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Big Sister Podcast, where we talked about how to stay in love. Our call to action this week is to choose something to be more intentional about in your relationship and you can talk to your spouse about this and decide together you can add a weekly date night like we talked about or plan a trip there's lots of ideas that we went over in this episode that you can choose or you can come up with your own you're my big sister nobody else could replace